Greetings and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? <laughs> Not great in the fucking slightest, man. Dream! Dream! They're really trying to shoehorn that in, aren't they? Man, this... We're doing Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010. Look, and originally... <laughs> This was set up as a sandbagging by Brett for Rob, and Rob's yeah. not even here. And but, now we're just stuck with this movie for remake month. Because I was going because Rob loves Nightmare on Elm Street. Razor Rob, who's been on the show many times now, um, he loves the whole series. So I was like, stick up for your boy here. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you have choice. to claim this. But as a Friday the 13th fanatic, I have to claim every movie and love every movie, even Part 8, which is horrible. It's still a Friday movie, so you have to claim it. It's so funny with the Nightmare on Elm Street fans, where they're like, oh, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, except for that remake. That We don't even count that. No, that, it's part of your series. You can't just kick it away. That's a you thing, because you know I fucking love Friday the 13th, but fuck, dude. Fuck 3 and 5. Like, I I don't claim these, you know what I mean? I claim everything else. 5 is great. 3 is okay. No. But, anyway, this is A Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010, uh, which I have not seen pick. since 2010. This, this is your pick! I picked a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. One of my least favorite series of all time, just because... It's so funny when people do the whole series. They're like, we're covering every Nightmare on Elm Street. Except for the remake, because no one counts that, right? No, fuck you guys. We're covering it. Well, we have this whole remake month. We might as well put it in here. And look, I'm not... I am not like you were... As in, it goes back to the classic fights. Yes, I've always preferred Friday the 13th. But I do like Nightmare on Elm Street. And honestly, more and more the older I get for some of them, because I can turn off the... Well, this is dumb, and now I'm like, this is dumb, but I love it on the more ridiculous things. But man, this movie is hot fucking garbage. <laughs> I will say up top, and this has been said before on the show, I enjoy the first one okay. It's all right. It's the best one out of them, I would definitely say. And I the agree. second one, I enjoy because it's so bad, and it's like really weird. And then from there on, I could give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like Dream Warriors a lot, but this, Brett, <laughs> yes. what's the number one selling point of A Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, Robert England, the guy yeah. who, if he's at a con, the line wraps around the building a couple times. <laughs> Dude, and I, I understand Robert England's done. He has every right to be done. You know what I mean? He's done it for so long. Like, if he wants to be done, he's done. But... This was not your guy. And you know, maybe it's not even the guy. I don't know. But the thing about the first Nightmare on Elm Street is it got progressively more and more towards Jokey Freddy. Where he already talked and everything. He was never like a silent Jason or Michael. But he had a little bit of quippiness in that first one. But it was more reeled in and everything. This yeah. one, being the remake, they didn't know whether we want Super Serious Freddy or him cracking jokes. So they kind of put both and it doesn't work for this script at all, and I, I can go on on everything on this. The CGI is fucking terrible. It, it's the most simple <laughs> effect in the world, a stretchy wall. Instead, they just make it CGI, and it looks awful. Oh, it's, I cannot wait. Yeah, I have so much to say about this. Jackie or Haley as Freddy, 
like at one point I was like, I, he's trying probably with the best that he was given. But then I was like, no, you just like him as Rorschach from Watchmen. Like, that's the only reason you tried to stick up for him at all. Yeah, and he's great in Watchmen. Don't get me wrong. He's the best part of that movie. Like, he's yeah. awesome. This is not that movie, though. No, and he's not good in this whatsoever. I don't think anyone's good. Maybe one person. I'm interested who that one person is. Mr. Krabs, probably. I don't know who that is. Oh, Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. That's the principal, yeah. Quentin's dad. Oh, Clancy Brown? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's him. I like Clancy Brown. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that, that's the one. Okay. No one no one can ever fault Clancy Brown for anything. Oh, no, and he's great in this. And he's just basically playing himself again like he does in most movies. Just like, oh, yeah. it's like Pet Cemetery too. So, man, <laughs> I know we have to get into the beat for beat. We'll get there. Here's my other thing, Brett. This remake was Platinum Dunes era remake. It's their finest work. But oh, yeah. what they did is, like, we're going to remake it. So it's not a reboot. It's not set in the same universe or anything as those originals. Right. But they're like, well, everyone loves Nancy. Let's recast Nancy and bring her back. But make her nothing like Nancy whatsoever that I'm more irritated that they included her and didn't just make a whole new cast and different characters. Because she doesn't remind me of Nancy in the slightest. And no. the actress is fine, honestly. She's probably one of the stronger performances. But it's not Nancy in the fucking slightest. Not whatsoever. We're like, I forget that's what the character's supposed to be until a memorable, like, scene comes up. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that was Nancy in that scene. And the mom won't stop yelling Nancy constantly. But it's weird because none of the other characters are named after the other original characters. There's no Tina, there's no Glenn, nothing like that. Just Nancy. Yeah, so it's like, well, we need Freddy, of course, and there's a board room full of executives, like, yes, 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 as they scribble down. It's like, <laughs> what else do we know about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, Razor Glove, yes, 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 uh, Who else? <laughs> Any other characters? Uh, Nootsy? There's some with an N. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and that's it. They're <laughs> like, lunch break, and they that's never it. came back to it. Yeah. Awesome idea, Mr. Weinstein. So, the other thing is, I remember we were watching a movie. I think it was Jennifer's Body I was watching one time at home. And the character, the nice hardware ace character, the gothy kid from it, is also Quentin in this movie. And we were watching it, and Anna goes, Quentin! And I went, what? <laughs> she's like, that's Quentin! I'm like, who's Quentin? And she's like, from Nightmare on Elm Street. And in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. Nightmare on Elm Street's from the 80s. He, that, that wouldn't have been him. He's way too young here. This is yeah. 2009. She's like, no, that's Quentin from Nightmare on Elm Street. I had to look it up. I'm like, how do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> Side character from the remake, and you recognized him. Yeah, the one that everyone hates. And you're like, oh, it's him. She's like, it's the only one I ever saw. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Alright, I, I think I have most of my gripes. Well, no, not at all. But I have yeah. enough of them out of the way to start this. What do you think? Yeah, let's record this fucker. Ow. Alright, so A Nightmare on Elm Street for our remake month. If you want to hear our review on the original, it was episode 37, Snoogans. Noinch. Um, Directed by Samuel Bayer, 
who the only other thing they directed was like live performance concerts by like Iron Maiden and Green Day and Ozzy. I mean, that's cool, but it doesn't translate. No, but it's weird where it's like all these live like DVDs. Like I used to buy those and whatnot. And then a nightmare on Elm Street. That is really odd. But you get some creepy opening characters, and then we cut to a, the Springwood Diner, and this guy Dean's asking for more coffee, and he's ignored by the waitress, and he follows her into the kitchen, and... Hey, more coffee. Hey. that that's This is the level of acting we get. Like, everyone's monotone, no one cares. Like, it's also so funny, like you just said. Like, he's, at this point, I guess, doesn't know he's dreaming, so he's like, hey, waitress, I would like some coffee, please. And then she doesn't listen to him. So he just follows her into the back, like into the kitchen, which is something no one has ever done. No, not at all. And maybe it's because they're supposed to be sleepy and that's why they talk like this. I don't know. But you never see him yawning or anything. No. But he follows her into the back and... Oh, yes, perfectly normal things to see in a kitchen. Just a raging fire above the stove with no cooks around, a bunch of pig's heads laying around. Yeah, completely normal kitchen stuff. Oh, yeah, the boiled pig's head soup. That's every diner staple, not cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> Cooked in a five-foot-high open flame. That's what you do. Yeah, it's like just a couple feet away from being the stock pot from Sleepaway Camp. And I think that <laughs> chef might be in this movie. Yep. Exactly. But Freddy's stalking him. He is in the kitchen. He slashes at him, but he wakes up in the diner, but his hand is cut. Dude, it's this is actually like a terrifying scene because you see like there's like a shadow of a figure and you're like, who's that? And you see there's something in his hand and he comes into focus and it's a five dollar foot long. Holy fuck, it's Jared from Subway. Run! <laughs> You won't leave this guy alone on the podcast. Why do you keep putting him in our episodes? Because he's the my like go to for like this kind of Freddy. Yeah, it's easy to punch down on him. It makes sense. Also, real quick side note: Did you see that there's a new documentary about him, and it's called Jared from Subway? No, that poor and company, dude. Subway has to be like, God fucking damn it, God damn it, <laughs> everyone forgot. <laughs> Dude, when he gets out of jail, there's going to be a guy, like, walking up to him with a Subway sandwich, like the old movies, but he opens the foot long and there's actually a gun in it and he takes him out for Subway. <laughs> I just, people throw subs at him for the rest of his life. <laughs> but he wakes up, Nancy's the waitress, and Chris, this girl, shows up to meet Dean, and Dean's like, I haven't slept in three days. Also, we get Quentin at the diner, he has a crush on Nancy. Chris is telling Dean that Hey, dreams aren't real, dumbass. And Dean falls asleep and stands up with a knife to his throat. Of course, Freddy makes him slit his own throat there in front of everybody. You know, not traumatizing to these teenagers at all. Well, it's also like, oh, it's the big opening. But it's also just such a weird opening of like AMC. I want to real quick bring up AMC Fear Fest is usually really awesome. But yeah. this movie is one they like to trick you with because they'll be like, after. Friday the 13th is a nightmare on Elm Street. And I'll be like, oh, fuck it. I'll leave it on because the first movie's pretty all right. And then I was like, this is the opening scene I've seen the most because I'll come back into the room and I'll see the scene. I'll be like, oh, fuck, it's the wrong one. Like, die for the remote to change the channel. 
it's also just such a really weird opening scene because you don't know who anyone is. Like they say Nancy, and if you know like the series, you're like, oh, okay, I guess I know who that is. But if they're like in a random diner, it's really weirdly lit. You get like you said the weird like pots boiling. It's like you're dropped like in the middle of a movie. Yeah, for sure. It's you you have no like establishment. And another thing that like I don't like about this movie is being a remake, you have to walk this careful line, I guess is appropriate to talk about this month, of people already know the story, so we don't need to spend as much time on exposition and background, but they treat it like we still don't know who Freddy is or anything like this, this whole time. And so we have to put up with the origin again, and but they try to make it like a mystery, but we already know. Like, we know the parents killed him and everything. They take the origin, which is perfect, of he was a child murderer, and they killed him. They take it to a way darker step forward that they didn't need to. Yeah, dude, I'm... It feels weird. I'm fine with child murderer Freddy. I don't like Kitty Diddler Freddy. Not a no. fan. We're like, and it's brought up so much in the movie. Of like, I'd like later, they like, for a minute, they try to... Make it like, oh, you guys didn't even have proof. You just killed an innocent man. And then they 180 and be like, nope, he's fucking... No, he he wasn't innocent. Because he's like smelling Nancy like, you smell different. Why does Freddy sound like Batman? I don't know, dude. It's so... What, why would you make that choice? So that's what that feels like. But you know what I mean? No, but like the, the diddling. Why would oh, you decide yeah. to change that? You know, if you want to imply that shit happened, I still don't like it. But like, okay, whatever. But we can still just say Freddy's a child murderer. You can still sell your toys and everything like that. Yeah. Whose idea was it to make him a fucking pedophile? You do not. It Just because the movie's darker doesn't mean you have to go that dark. No. Thank God, they, Platinum Dunes is gone. That's all I'm saying. Did they even do yeah. this movie, or am I just thinking they did? No, I think they did. Well, what's his name? Who's the fucking Michael Bay? Michael Bay. Yeah, he was a producer. You know, you know what's insane too? Because at first I thought this movie was yes, yeah, like, it was. I just thought this movie was like released just to DVD or something. Like I thought it was straight to video. It was that bad? Not only was it released in theaters, it's the best. Like, has the best box office of any Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That just happens with remakes and stuff later a lot of times after things are well established. It's sad, but that's the honest truth. Yeah, I remember it coming to theaters. I didn't see it in theaters this one. I did see it the release here, though, when it came out. I saw it then. Yeah. But cut to Dean's funeral. Chris sees this creepy girl with claw marks on her. And she wakes up. Real nice for you to fall asleep at your friend's funeral there, uh, Chris. Yeah, well, it's also, like, there's, like, little girl in, like, the, like, of course, like, the 50s dress, but this takes place in, like, when they were children, it was the 90s, so, okay. But then Freddy comes out <laughs> of the grave and is like, Meh! and, like, grabs her. <laughs> Quentin's dad, Mr. Krabs, works at the school. I think he's the principal. And <laughs> Chris is telling Jesse what Dean was saying about his dreams and everything, but Nancy believes her. Jesse is an asshole character. That's all. None of these characters matter except for Nancy and Quentin. I don't know why I'm bothering. That night, Nancy falls asleep, and Freddy, in my notes and parentheses, put, looks like shit. 
the wall thing. So, oh the classic God. moment from the first movie is Nancy in bed, I think, or Chris in bed, one of them. But Freddy, like, pushing through the wall and everything and, like, stretching and everything. It looks awesome, but it's a super simple effect. You get some, like, stretchy material, you paint it like a wall, and you just push up against it and everything. Right. Can't even cost a lot. Me or you could afford to make it, like, right now, probably. Oh, yeah, because those original movies had no budget. Yeah. Why did they CGI this where they looks like they just put a bubble filter over it? It's something where, like, the original was so good and it's done so simply. What this movie does is take everything that was simple and kind of cool about the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie and dial it up to 11 to where now it's horrible. Of Now it's a huge CGI thing of Freddy's coming out of the wall and it's almost like a tidal wave in the wall and his claws come out and he screams. He's like, and almost gets her. Like, that didn't happen in the original. He just kind of came out and then came back. It was subtle. Yeah, and more scary. What this also comes up in this movie, where they do it, like, way overdo it, is, like, the original one, Freddy would, like, his claws against, like, a metal thing. This one is, like, and there's, like, fucking sparks flying everywhere and shit. It's, like, they... He's running a grinder down the wall. Exactly. It's, like, Wasp, where it's, like, the fucking, uh... What's the belt grinder thing where he's like grinding the it and there's cod piece, the yeah, cod piece thing? Yeah, that's what it looks like. But she wakes up. Uh, Chris is looking for her childhood pictures because she saw a photo at the funeral of what looked like her and Dean together as kids. And her mom is being sketchy about it. She goes up to the garage addict and finds a child outfit with claw marks on the back. Then Freddie jumps on her. Remember me? Okay, so. This is also, once again, ever, all the parents are constantly, like, as soon as they, like, open the door and come inside the house, Nancy! Nancy! Like, Nancy's, like, laying in bed and, like, opens the door. Which one is this? This one isn't Nancy, though, is it? Chris. This one's Chris. Okay. So it's like, Chris, are you in bed? Okay, good night! Slam door! Like, they're constantly, like, announcing, the parents are announcing what they're doing when they're going to bed for no reason. So... Chris's mom goes to bed, and so Chris immediately goes into the attic above the house and goes garage around. Attic. And it's, no it's one's going to hear attic. this. But no one's going to hear this. Like later, know. they barely like make a peep, and the parents are like, "What was that?" <laughs> but she wakes up in bed, and then the next day in class, she falls asleep, and then. It cuts to Freddy as the teacher on the board, like, clawing things on the board, and then it turns into the fucking upside down from Stranger Things. Well, she falls asleep, and like you said, it's like a video game loading screen, and it loaded, because it, like, drops you into, like, CGI world. Of Like you said, it looks like the upside down, but a horrible version of it. And Freddy's like, you know, you really shouldn't be sleeping in class. Half the time, you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, it's... It, also, can we talk about the look of them? Oh, it's horrible. It's like, I don't... And it changes throughout the movie. Of Sometimes it's CGI face. Sometimes it's makeup. Sometimes the cheeks, like, there's holes in them and you can see tendons. Other times it looks like he kind of got burnt a little bit and his face is, like, yellow. Dude, you know the picture that I'm using for this is that terrible one of him looking like he's giggling in full-on Freddy Makeup. Just the worst example of the look of this. It looks horrible. I don't know what 
their like what they were going for. Uh, this was the time of they were like everything needs to be CGI. This is around the time that they had the thing prequel that they had yeah. all like the great special effects for, and the business executive said, "No, that's not CGI. We need to use computer." <laughs> but Freddy's about to kill her, but she wakes up in class screaming, and Freddy gave her a haircut, apparently, and cut a lock of her hair off. Yeah, and the teacher's like, is everything okay? And then she goes, like, running out of the classroom as soon as the bell rings, and it does, like, the dramatic her running down the hallway in slow motion by herself. After school, though, that day, Chris's mom is leaving for work. She's a flight attendant. The most convenient parent job in horror movies have parents gone for a long time. It's like, bye, honey. I'm going to be gone for the night. Be good. Make sure to get some sleep. Like, all these parents care about is like, where's your kid? Are you sleeping? Yes. That night, Jesse comes over Billy Loomis style in the window because there's a security system on the house. Yeah, which is, later, is like, okay, that's why the cops were, like, called and how he's called. Yeah. And she tells him about the man in her dreams, but Jesse's also having him, too. That's strange. But later that night, um, she goes outside, and Freddy killed her dog? And she runs back in, and the house is transformed into a preschool, so she's obviously draining all this. Freddy might be a kitty diddler, but he's not a dog murderer. Yes, exactly. Terrible. <laughs> Young version of her tells her, come on, we have to hide. And you see her jump rope girls and everything, you know. Oh, yeah, the classic, which it's like makes sense for the original because it was like old timey when like Freddy was kind of around ish. But now why are they in like the weird dresses and stuff? And they would like be playing like Game Boys or something, not skipping rope. <laughs> I don't know, because, like, look, I graduated the year this movie came out, so I'm thinking back to when I was an extremely little kid. You'd still see that stuff once in a while. At least, like, when I lived in Virginia, you would hear in there. Yeah. But she gets up, goes to the bathroom, but then you realize she's still sleeping. This is her wake-up as part of her dream, and then she's thrown around the room, and she gets the Tina kill from the original. But it's and not as cool-looking. There's no rotating room for this one. This one, once again, the original one is, like, insane and like kind of simply done this one she's thrown around the room 50 times and crashes into everything and it's like whoa camera and it's like following her and it looks horrible oh it looks fucking awful but jesse seeing this weird murder runs out setting off the alarm on his way out runs to nancy's house tells her what's going on and Nancy's like, I keep hearing this song. The only real, like, bit of the song in this movie, the one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah. And they both know the name Freddy. Like, they both heard that. So there's a piece of evidence. Jesse runs back outside, and cops pull up on him, and he's arrested. Well, this is where, like, Nancy's in her room, like, painting with her headphones in. And her mom's like, Nancy! And, like, comes in the door. And Nancy's like, hi, what? It's like, oh, um, it's, uh, it's late. You should probably go to bed. And she's like, oh, okay, I will. And in a minute, like you said, Jesse comes in, there's all this fucking commotion, it's loud as shit, they're screaming at each other. Finally, after, like, enough time, Mom comes to the door, but this time she won't just come in. She keeps, like, knocking at the door and be like, Nancy, is everything okay? Who's in there? What's going on? And then finally, of course, when he leaves, she comes in the door kind of thing. 
Yeah, exactly. But yet, he's picked up by the cops. Nancy calls Quentin and just tells him what's going on. I love when we cut to jail and Jesse's annoying his roommate, trying to his cellmate, trying to stay awake. Well, I almost imagine he would get killed by, like, the other prisoners before Freddy could get to him just by being annoying and, like, keeping everyone awake. Because he's, like, tapping his foot, he's, like, banging his head, like, with his hand, doing any anything, and his soulmate's like, hey, shut the fuck up! Uh, you get a quick scene the next day of Quentin at a coffee shop bookstore place. He falls asleep and sees Freddy at a table with kids, but he's woken up right away. They're, they also use show freddy so much like that i don't know they, they use him so much but they don't use him well you know what i mean what the original nightmare on elm street wasn't freddy on the screen for like an insanely little bit amount of time yeah and they, but like they his would presence was always there yeah yeah like he, the, you knew he was around but you weren't constantly just seeing his face and whatnot this one looks way worse than the original one and they're constantly showing off the cgi face that's every once in a while horrible, like, actual makeup. Yeah, it's bad. I don't... Uh, believe me, this is not going to the Hall of Fame, people. We'll get there at the end if you want the ratings. <laughs> but Jesse gets bailed out. He walks out into the hallway, and it turns into a boiler room. He's obviously sleeping. Freddy walking after him does the razor drag, which we already complained about with the super sparks. Yeah, and it's like sparklers attached to his gloves. Jesse sees the dead Chris and Dean there. He goes, oh, God. And then, no, just me. And glove shoved through the chest kill. And look, since I'm going to bitch the whole time, I also do want to give credit to the one or two parts that I actually really enjoy. And it's the cellmate seeing this <laughs> happening. <laughs> this makes me laugh. See, this moment, like was a shining bit of humor in this fucking awful drag of a movie. But the soulmate's terrified. They're screaming, I didn't do it! I didn't touch him! Because, you know, I like to picture he was getting out tomorrow, and then this happens. It's like the worst luck, but he is, like, I, I agree. I like his reaction to it. I'm like, it wasn't me! It's like, once again, like, Jesse was the worst person to have... Uh, the girl die in front of. It's like, oh, of course the boyfriend did it. That's always, like, suspect number one. It's like, of course the soulmate killed the annoying, like, roomie. Yeah. Um, Quinn offers Nancy Zonerol, which I'm assuming they just didn't want to use the word Adderall? That's true. Like, I, when they, I was expecting Hypnosil to come in, because that's so much from, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. But yeah, because he's, he's basically, like, it's like speed that I've been on since I was 15. Yeah, I, I don't think it's real. Real, maybe. No, it sounds like a fake name. Which, this yeah. one plays a little bit with, like, you know I've said before, like, why don't they just do coke like, all the time and stay awake? Because, like, those people stay awake all the time or like do speed where it's like okay at least they're playing with that a little bit but it's done in the worst movie in the worst way no adderall would do the trick i guess they just won't use the name but the what it's prescribed for what it does they describe adderall to a t but like zonerall oh it just zones out <laughs> yeah but he offers nancy some and she doesn't take it and Quentin saw a Pied Piper book in his dream. What, is Freddy just dropping little Easter eggs and clues for you to figure them out? But that's so weird, too, of, like, why is Freddy doing this? Why is he leading them to, like, back to the boiler room in the bottom of the preschool? 
why is he like showing them like visions of how he died and what happened? Like, I don't get his motivation at all. Now, the original theory they have, if that was the case, that would make sense. If he was an innocent man who was killed by their parents, then it makes sense. Yeah, I want to yeah. bring you back here, like, before I punish you so you see that, like, what they did. But when it turns out, no, he really did all that? Why is he trying to get him back? He's just so evil. Like, he wants them to remember. Also, yeah, like, I, don't... I guess, like, why is Fred, like, they're... But they're, these also like are teenagers that are played by like twenty somethings. Again, they look way too old. So you think Freddy would almost be like, Ugh, "You got old." <laughs> um, I do like they introduce a concept here. At the seventy hour mark, your brain will start to experience micro naps, which is a thing. Yeah. So like, I actually like that. That's a cool addition to it. That's smart. There's a few interesting ideas that are wasted in this bullshit movie. Like, that's yeah. fun. If we had an England, like, nightmare movie where they started messing with the micronaps, man, it would be great. And, like, they try, they kind of do it later where it's kind of cool when, like, she's in the aisle crawling away and it keeps flashing between the aisle and, like, the boiler room. Yeah. It's cool for, like, half a second, and then it's bad again. Well, like I said, if I'm going to rip this to pieces, I have to give credit where it's due when they do at least nail one or two things. Because they're so little. Yes. Uh, that night, Nancy's asking her mom if she knew her friends before. Of course, she's uh, told no. Nope. I don't know what you're uh, talking about, Freddy. Who? Uh, yeah. You should go to sleep. You're sleeping, right? That's all I care about is where you are and if you're sleeping. So, do we know a guy named Freddy? Nope. Then Nancy allegedly goes to bed, and the mom calls, uh, I think, Mr. Krabs and goes, Nancy's starting to remember. Ooh, me money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get she goes to take a bath and we get the bathtub claw for a second like yeah th they play with some of the key scenes from nightmare i'm talking about the body bag the um wall the bathtub but they can't hit any of them right oh because no. this is another iconic moment like they made this like a poster after the fact and everything was so cool but it's only for a split second do you see it it's like they have to shoehorn it in. I'll I have thoughts about the body bag later too. But yeah, this yeah. one it's like you're trying to stay awake. What are you not going to do? You're like, oh, go take a nice, relaxing, hot bath and lay back and like set an alarm. So like, oh, you know, it's okay if I'm only in Freddy Nightmare World for like ten minutes. But it's just to shoehorn in the classic scene is all. And then once again, exactly. it's interrupted by. Nancy, what's going on? I'm mom, and I'm constantly wondering what's going on and where you are. Okay, well, I'm going to go to bed now. I'll let you know as soon as I wake up. <laughs> yep, yeah, so she gets up, she goes to the bedroom. It's snowing in her bedroom. A completely normal thing to experience. And now she's at the preschool in winter, and Freddy shows up to her outside and goes, Little, this dialogue, I do not enjoy reading, but little Nancy all grown up. You're my number one. You're my little Nancy. Gross. Well, it's doesn't is it isn't this where he's also like, you smell different. Probably. <laughs> like really. But she's like, I set an alarm. He's like, not when you are awake. But he's just lying because then the alarm actually wakes her up for real. He's like, you set a dream alarm. Uh, I think it's because Quentin uh, just ends up calling her. Like, oh, okay. Thank God, and woke woke her up. But 
they talk on the phone and Quentin comes over. They find old preschool photos of everybody. I guess they've been at it all night this morning now. The mom comes in and she's like, Why is the mom keeping all this evidence? Why is all the families keeping all this evidence? Why do you have the preschool school photo hidden like underneath a drawer where then it gets like the drawer gets stuck and they pull it out? They're like, an envelope. And it's only the preschool photo with a name with like the name of every child on the back. Convenience. Why are you like, if you're trying to forget this so hardcore, why do you still have these things? I don't. It's. You know why, because it's a bad movie. But oh yeah, the because cameras... they, they had to write a thing where Nancy looks into everyone and, oh my god, they all died. Then the camera zooms into the photo for the backstory, and basically, <laughs> he was a gardener who lived under the preschool. He's, yeah, he's like the gardener maintenance man janitor who lived in the basement of the preschool. I love the one part where he's like using that little like hand trowel thing, but it's just like the three claws. He's like, oh, he's like in a kind of a striped shirt and he has the dumb hat. Like he's doing the bunny ears behind the camera guy. Like, and the mom keeps going on. But like, you children were his life. He loved you so much. And it's like showing him like playing hide and seek with him and stuff and going up to Nancy being like, oh, you're a hell of a drawer. Do I have some really shitty pictures you think you could help me with them? And Nancy's like, tee <laughs> But the, she says he left town before we could confront him. So we'll get the rest of the backstory later. But they're going to track down all the other kids on the back of the photos. But right when they get in the car, Quentin's dad comes to get him like, come oh. on, get in the car. And it's so great because Clancy Brown like cuts them off and is shooting dirty looks to Nancy and Nancy's mom the whole time. And Quentin's like, oh, that's my dad. I gotta go. And the whole time he's just like glaring at him. <laughs> we cut to swimming class for Quentin and he's pulled under the pool and reemerges to see the parents killing Freddy. So this is where he sees like the rest of the backstory and they burn him alive and he goes up quick. Yeah, he does. So, the boiler just happens to be where he was burned. He doesn't work in a boiler room this time. No, he lives in a basement. He just happened to run into this boiler room. Which is so funny. There's, like, one door. Because at one point, he runs around the room, and there's, like, no other escape. And he's like, oh, no! Like, he's, like, way overacting. I believe it's supposed to be an abandoned power plant like it was in like Nightmare 2 where you see more of it and everything. That but the sense. thing is, listeners might know, I used to work at a power plant, Brett. There's not just a single door, like a single man-sized door. There were so many ways in those buildings and out. Freddy would have been fine. There has to be. And they even say, go around to the back and block the other door. There's so many other ways that those buildings are so tall. He could just climb up. No, this... No, and I know that's just me having experience nitpicking it, but no. At one point, all the parents run back to the car to grab, like, Molotov cocktails, and he has plenty of time to escape right there. I also yeah. want to real quick mention, I love how Quentin pops out of, like, some weird dirty pool, and then he's just walking around in his, like, swimming bathing suit the whole time, and he's cold, so he's, like, doing the, like, ooh, I'm cold arms. And Freddy runs at him on fire. <laughs> he looks like Deadpool for a second. Where he's yes. like, Rah! But it's so great because uh, Clancy Brown goes up and is like grabbing the Molotov cocktails. 
And like Nancy's mom is like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm doing what needs to be done. My son's not going to go up on that stand and say what happened. And so they burn him alive. He goes up immediately. While he's burning, he's like, oh, I better take off this jacket to reveal my sweater. Roar! (laughs) (laughs) And then Quentin CPR'd at swim class and comes back. But by the way, while this is going on, Nancy's in the library not Googling. No, no, no. They don't use Google here. They use Gigablast. And it's, what's the thing when they click? It's like, get blasted. They're like blasting off your results or something. But all she does is type in these names, and they're so, like, generic. It's like, John Smith. And the very first thing that comes up is the exact person she's looking for, and the news story about how they died. Yep, she finds a bunch of news stories, they all died. They're not going on Count on the Dead. One of them does, though, because she finds a vlog, and we actually see him die in the vlog. How did it get posted, Brett? I want to say when they showed the guy vlogging and he's like, they keep clicking on different videos. And it's like, you can tell it's the last one. I was like, if he dies in this video, exactly. Who uploaded the video? But it's, it's 2010. True. He's live streaming that shit. Also, one of the classmates name was Brett, but it was only with oh. one T. So they spelled it wrong. There you go. But yeah, he dies at the end of the video. Quentin and Nancy go confront Mr. Krabs and Quentin's yelling, say Killed an innocent man. They walk out into the hallway, and Nancy must be having a micro nap because we get the clear body bag scene. Go ahead. I don't want to talk about it. Once again, they're just shoehorning it in. Of You know how, like, Dr. Sleep handled the um, blood elevator scene where he was, like, walking down the hallway, and he just kind of glances over and sees, and he keeps going, but it fits with the movie? This one, yeah. it's like, she's walking down the hallway for no reason, looks over, body bag, not only do they do the body bag scene, which is very iconic, then the body bag stands up and you see the face and it screams and it like spurts blood. It's like, big monster conjuring. It doesn't look good, dude. And it's such a good scene originally. And then that this is a bastardization of that movie. The original one, it's so simple. It's just the body bag. Nancy. And then she's drug away by an invisible force. This one, it's like, body bags, blood spurt, screaming, whoa, weird lights. Yeah. Let's get through. I don't even want to talk about this movie, Brett. This, you know, like I usually have a great time recording. I don't even want to be talking about this anymore. Oh, no. I want to leave this back in 2010 when I first saw it. This movie is horrible. <laughs> Uh, Quentin and Nancy go to the pharmacy for a refill on his zoner, always out of refills. So what's a good solution here, Brett? Well, he goes into the pharmacy, and the pharmacist's like, no, I can't refill this. These are non-refillable. They're all out. Which is, like, just convenient. He's been taking these for years, and now they're just all out. Also, I feel like he's been taking more to stay awake. You know what I mean? I feel like he's been probably going through quicker than normal. He's been popping them like a motherfucker, so yeah, they're probably like, no, we're not giving you anymore. So what you do is you scream at the man, and that makes him give you the pills. Like, no, I need these pills, you don't understand. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you needed them. Yeah, by all means, here, take an extra one on the house. Yeah, here's more bottles. Do you like Oxy? 
No, of course that doesn't happen. He says no. Nancy's falling asleep in the car waiting for him, burns herself with the cigarette lighter to stay awake, then goes in after him, and the pharmacy starts turning into the boiler room, and this is, like you said, the micro-nap thing. This is kind of cool. They're, like, flashing back and forth between real and dream world, and yeah. Freddy slashes her, wake up, you're bleeding, and she wakes up, she's cut, and she has a piece of the sweater somehow. Yeah, she, of course they have to put that in, because that's how they always defeat Freddy. You gotta bring him into my world, bitch! Well, um, I'm disappointed they didn't take the hat and see that the grown man wrote his name in his own hat this time. Yeah, really. F- property of Diddles McDiddles <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but Quentin is so dumb. Of uh, He's like, let's. We, I better get you to the hospital. What are they going to do at the hospital? They're going to want to, like kind of sedate you they're gonna give you stuff you're not gonna stay awake no of course they're gonna sedate her and they're talking like i don't want it i don't want it the was this dr skylar white by the way i swear i thought it was and i did some googling and i didn't see her name attached to it whatsoever there's someone in here it says nurse and tanya randall but it doesn't show a picture of her in letterbox Man, I thought it was Breaking Bad Skylar White for a second. Like, 100%. I'm like, there's no way that's not her. I thought so, too. Because I did, and it, it could be, and she just buried the role like how Shudder did with that Critters series. Where I was like, it made me do a Google of like, is that Skylar White? Yeah, I, I was almost positive it was. But Nancy's freaking out. She doesn't want sedated. The nurse or doctor goes out talks to her mom like, you want what's best for her, right? Your mom signs that she can be sedated. Well, they go it's back so in. It's funny. Because the, is is, the nurse is, like, pushing this, like, form on the mom. And the mom finally, like, kind of hesitantly signs it. And the nurse grabs away from her. It's like, okay, perfect. And then, like, opens the sheet of, like, let's fuck this kid up with some drugs. <laughs> of, like, I'm shoving more needles into her than needs to happen. Of She's, like, way too angry to be, like, I don't want her. No, this this doctor's getting off on knocking people out. But yeah, they're gone. And by the way, Quentin stole EpiPens at the hospital. Yeah, uh, adrenaline. Yes. And they're driving. Quentin uses the EpiPen. Nancy says she doesn't want it because she doesn't know what it'll do. Dude, you're taking unknown Zonarol, but you won't take an EpiPen that's a pretty normal thing for people to have. Well, he like injects it into his leg and he's like, whew, whew, holy shit. And Nancy's like, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> but they see Freddy in the road, and they wreck, obviously. Then they walk to the preschool. I guess they yeah. were close. It was like 10 feet away. Freddy's just being a yeah. dick. Freddy wants them to get there, but is also making them making their journey harder. But they get there, and they're exploring, and eventually... They're exploring Freddy's room specifically, but then they find the secret room, and Nancy starts remembering being brought here and everything. Because there's the scene, uh, and it's fucking horrible, of, like, little Nancy being like, And then he took us to the cave! (laughs) And then the whole thing was like, Did you ever find a cave? Like, this just seems like a rambling of some kid. How did you kill this innocent man? Poor Mr. Kruger. Yeah. It's not literally a cave, it's another room. They find the Diddle Cave. Which, who did these drawings? Was was this, like, traumatized children after Freddy was done? Did Freddy do it? 
maybe? I don't know. Like, either way doesn't make any sense. It's just them trying to be creepy. And like, oh, creepy child drawings. It's like, but why? Yeah. They're not but why are they there? Yeah. But they're searching around, and Quentin finds a box of Polaroids. Oh and he realizes they're all pictures of, like, Nancy. Thankfully, and I mean this, thankfully we don't see the drawings. No. Or the Polaroids, yeah. But yeah it, I mean, they, yeah, Polaroids, I'm sorry. They make it, like, there's no doubt whatsoever that this guy is fucking horrible. And what's known about him is completely true. Because Quentin sees him, and he's traumatized, and Nancy's like, give them to me. And Quentin's like, no. Like, you don't want to see these. They're all you. And she looks at him, and she's traumatized. So it's like, he literally has the classic, polaroids and his like dresser drawer <laughs> yeah it's obviously something awful on there and that gives full oh yeah he did it, vibes and then they say he's mad because we told the truth not because they killed an innocent man and nancy makes a plan to pull him out of the dream world she's going to sleep and quentin's got to wake her up well you know what traumatized nancy she looked at the pictures and it's just freddy krueger like with a picture of her drawing and a thumbs down, like, I don't actually like your drawings, and him, like, ripping them up and stomping on them. It's like, no! Also, another thing that would be so easy, you know what they didn't do? Huh. Any kind of Easter eggs or anything like that. And look, I know if you just want to tell a story, Easter eggs aren't necessary. But with Nightmare having such a rich history and everything, dude, even, like, in someone's living room, as simple as having, like, the power glove in there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Or, like, yeah, in someone's room. Or, like, have, like, a close-up of a roach trap for half a second. Yeah, exactly. That's all you needed. Like, I don't know. Or have the mom drink some vodka or something. Like, give us some Easter eggs. If you're gonna yeah. put us through this shit. Have the mom have closet vodka again. Yeah. <laughs> but Quentin arms himself with a paper slicer. Oh, yes. I knew you were gonna pick bring this up because this is one of my main things of I think that's an underutilized th weapon because there's a lot of horror movies in schools and offices and stuff that would have those kind of paper slicers but he just makes a machete out of it so he ruins it yes I was expecting like oh they're gonna get the paper slicer down and then they're gonna put like Freddy's hand in there and like cut off his glove that would be cool no they just make a machete but they make a machete, and what ends up beating Freddy? All I'm saying is, someone who wields a machete has a pretty good chance of killing Freddy all the time. Just throwing that yeah. out there. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. No, machete no is, reason whatsoever. It's the superior weapon. Not saying someone who definitely won in another movie used one? Oh, maybe someone whose remake was actually good? <laughs> But Quentin's in the boiler room. He's having a micro nap. Then Freddy shows up behind him. Tag, you're it. And he, Quentin's slashed. And Freddy's about to kill him. But he stops because he hears Nancy because she's falling asleep. And they're teleported back to Nancy's house. She hides in the closet. And then Freddy appears in the closet. Boo! And chases her. By the way, Brett, this is like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I usually stay, like, two or three movies ahead of our recording schedule just so I never run into time problems. Right. I, I watch this. I should have done it all in one take. Because when I stopped to come back to it because I had to do something, I'm now behind. Because I couldn't bring myself to put it back on. I finished it today. Usually I'm, like, over a week ahead. 
that's really weird for you. Where that's where I was watching this, and I so often wanted to pause it or see what the runtime was, and I had to stop myself. Because I was like, if I pause this, I'm going to go walk away and not want to restart it. Yeah, exactly. But he chases her, she goes into the quicksand hallway, and how's this for a wet dream look? Oh. Normally that would be a great Freddy line, but pedo Freddy? I don't want to hear saying that. No, not whatsoever. Just stop with, like, and he's like, he's always licking and smelling and way too close. He's like the weird uncle that gives you shoulder massages, like... Also, if we want to talk about what was going on with just movies in general around this time, this came out in 2010. 2008, you had The Dark Knight, and Heath Ledger, like, reinvented what a villain was in a movie, you know? Yeah. I feel like he's trying to do Freddy Heath Ledger a little bit, like Joker, like, with some of his things, and it just doesn't work well at all. Well, like you said, they keep, like, if you read, I read up a little bit about this movie, um... And it was all of them talking about they want to do, like, a much darker version, like the original, blah, blah, blah. The original is dark already! But they also throw in the one little one-liners, like, where he appears out of the closet right beside you and goes, boo. Yeah, that's whatever. And talking about wet dreams and stuff. And it's just, which way are you going? Or Are you doing Demon Freddy? Like a new nightmare type? Or are you trying to make him kind of funny, like maybe more of a part three type? Then she's transported back onto a bed in an adult-sized version of the little girl dress. Oh, this was my favorite dress you ever wore. (laughs) He, like, literally does, like, tongue sounds at one point. Yeah, and then he gets super rapey and says, Your mouth says no, but your body says yes. Jesus Christ! But she fights back and stabs him in the head with some scissors. But then she's teleported back onto the bed and and he's like, You can't do anything here. I needed to have you stay awake because I guess she's going into a coma now. She's been awake for so long that like, you're going to sleep forever. Yeah, which is like, okay, really? Like, how long has she actually been awake? Where she's going and she's slipping into a coma now. Um, I think after also, 70 hours it'll, it can happen, though. So, if she's been awake that long. Also, the whole, like, you say no, but your body says yes. It reminded me of Hand Banana from Aqua Tween Hunger Force. When it's like, 50 no's and a yes means yes. yes. <laughs> Quentin can't wake her up because she's going into a coma. And you get the, I'm okay. your boyfriend now, Nancy. Which... In the original, I know, people, listeners are probably tired of me saying this, in the original, <laughs> that's that awesome phone sing with, scene with the tongue and everything, I'm your yeah. boyfriend now, Nancy. Not this creepy, rapey, burned up man saying it. Where he's literally like, in a few seconds, I'm going to like, you're going to be my child bride again. Yeah. Uh, but right when he's about to cut into her, she's stabbed with the EpiPen from Quentin, and she grabs Freddy and brings him back to the real world with them. Okay. Look, the second he comes to the real world, this has always been, like, kind of my thing in all the nightmares, he's trapped, like, right after being burned alive. I feel like he should be in such pain and everything the second he's in real world that he is useless. Two things. Number one, you are completely correct, because I had the same thought. of He's like, holy fuck! Everything burns! I'm in such pain! My face has holes in it! Ah! And he's just, like, in the fetal position, like, crying. Alright, number two. I've been waiting all movie to bring this up. Okay, so Quentin took the EpiPen 
and stabbed Nancy in the chest to revive her, while Nancy sets up with the needle sticking out of her chest. Correct. I wonder if he's seen Pulp Fiction before. Probably. Quentin did this? Quentin Tarantino, Uh maybe? Oh, there you go. Well done. It was so much of, like, already, I was like, Quentin's, like, not a name you hear all the time. Like, let's say, like, Greg or, like, Smith or something. Good catch. I never thought of that. Good catch, dude. That's probably legit. It's a fucking weird name. I was like, why did they name this guy Quentin? And then they did that scene, and I was like, I someone saw Pulp Fiction in college. <laughs> good, good catch, dude. I'm impressed. That's well done. Thank you. Thank you. All these years have paid off. <laughs> but Freddy's brought back to the w- real world, and Quentin goes to attack him with his paper slicer, but he's stabbed and thrown against the wall. Um, Freddy goes back after Nancy. Quentin is not down yet, stabs him in the leg with a shard of glass. So now he's like, fine, I'll kill you first. Raises a claw up but then comes down without his hand because it was sliced off by Nancy. And he, she goes, hurts, doesn't it? That's because you're in my world now, bitch. Look, that's the classic nightmare thing. You're in my yeah. world now. But I don't think Freddy ever said you're in my world now, did he, in this movie? I don't think so. If he did, I didn't It wasn't made it. a, like, it wasn't a huge, like, ominous line, like, catchphrase, so that's why it seemed weird just to get the line in. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did say it and I just missed it. I don't know. It's but, also that a lot of this, real quick here, right before the end, um, there's a lot in this movie of, they're like, you're not real! And Freddy's like, I am real! Like, he's real mad about it. So it's like almost a thing of, like, he's trying to will himself back, maybe, kind of thing. And it's playing a lot with, once again, of, if you remember him, he has powers. Yes. You know what this movie calls for, Greg? What? Another one. Exactly. (laughs) But then she slits his throat and Freddy allegedly dies. They torch the building. How horrible is Jackie or O'Haley's makeup when Freddy gets his throat slit and he's like, and his like face is now yellow for no reason. They like he had holes in his cheeks. The the holes in his cheeks all of a sudden just turn into like small burns. And he like it's so bad looking with like the holes and like the yellowness. He looks like SpongeBob, which makes sense why Mr. Krabs is in this. Yeah, the guy who plays Mr. Krabs. But, <laughs> the your big giant villain. This is his death scene. This is how you end the movie with like horrible like mask on him, and it doesn't fit what the rest of the movie looked like. And his death is blah, as he falls over. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I mean, then we cut to fire and EMS on the scene. They're burning the building. They're like, we didn't find any bodies in there. And Nancy's in the ambulance with Quentin. He's okay. And everything's good, right? Later, we cut to Nancy at home. Her arm's been in a cast, so but she's fine. And then her mom steps in front of the mirror. And in the reflection, it's Freddy in the mirror. Reaches out, kills the mom, and drags her in. Big scream and cut to credits. Well, it's like the claws like go through mom's face. So, like, the tips come out of her face, like, towards you, and she gets pulled in. Like you said, very few things in this movie 
I can go, okay, that's good. All I can say is it's better than the ending to the original <laughs> one, where mom, mom turns into a mannequin and gets sucked through the tiny window on the door. Yeah, you're right. Then we cut in the credits to Dream, Dream, Dream. Which, so. they're just trying to do the original Halloween 2, like, Sandman song. I know exactly yeah. what you're doing, movie. And that's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Man, I was really excited for Remake Month. Oh, yeah. Well, we did the Carrie remake, which, like you said earlier, it's much better than this movie, of course, but I also didn't like the Carrie remake. So I'm like, God fucking damn it. I should have thought more before picking this movie, but I wanted to cover Razor Rob's favorite movie of all time in his honor. (laughs) In Rob's defense, I'll say this is not his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> no, if this is your favorite movie of all time, see someone. You know how, like, when movies are shit on, sometimes, like, ten years, the public kind of does a re-examining, and they're oh, like, yeah. we were too harsh on this movie. Happens all the time. And a lot of times it's right. Like, things were ahead of the curve or whatever. The public wasn't ready for it yet. Or However, I saw someone, tr- like, say, you know, the Nightmare 2010 wasn't that bad. Bullshit, yes, it was. Yeah, it's horrible. It's not like how now watching, like, Revenge of the Sith, you can be like, okay, I can see parts of it, like, that are pretty great. It's, yeah. Overall, it can be kind of schlocky, but, you know, it's almost operatic and it's just kind of funny in that way this one is i love revenge of the sith there is no like you there's no part of this when it's gonna be like 50 years from now people are like oh my god we discovered this the only way they do that is like oh my god like we found this movie the room and now we found this nightmare on elm street remake yeah exactly um now like we're doing remakes i guess i'll ask you How do you think the changes work? Too much, too little, or just right? Way too much. It's horrible. Why you made the star of your movie and the the star of the franchise an actual pedophile makes no sense. You're going too much. I I can't actually give this... That's like the worst thing you could ever make your... We like the killers in these movies. Yeah. And you made it the one thing no one is going to be like, well. (laughs) (laughs) I can't give it too much or too little because I I almost said both. I think they changed too much like with things like that and everything. And then I almost think they changed too little by still including Nancy and still trying to do the original beats, but poorly. So part of me either wants them to stick more faithful to that original or go or actually have some courage and get rid of Nancy. Not that I don't like Nancy. I love the original Nancy, one of my favorite right. final girls. But, like, just completely abandon all the original stuff and do something completely fresh. Or, if you're going to try to hit all these beats, keep it close to the original. So I can't give an honest answer on this one. It's such a weird movie. Like, I, it's, I, it's almost just interesting to look back on it and be like, what were they trying to do? This is one where, like, I would love to talk to people that worked on this movie or like made it and just be like why like how explain did yourself did you think this was a good idea um and then the other question <laughs> uh better or worse than the original brett i am no fan of the nightmare on elm street series as everyone knows and 
it's way worse. The original one is pretty good. This one's horrible. I love that original, and this is a slap in the face to anyone who likes it. I picked this as a joke pick because it's so bad. Yep. All right. Well, that's all of that. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. What do you think? Yeah, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, it's Robin Hood, Count of the Dead's where tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with A Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010? I'll give you a quick few caveats. I couldn't count Freddy because we see him again at the end. And I couldn't count the mom because we know that's a dream. Right. Um, and that's something about Freddy is he sucks as a killer. None of his movies has many fucking kills. No, he's typically on the lower end of the body count. I'm going to guess five. Five is almost correct. It is four. Oh, see? Motherfucker couldn't even get five. Yeah, we got four. That's a wimpy little tiny kill count. Little four-inch yes. kill count. <laughs> Let me see, because we have the... Dean, Chris, Jesse, and the guy from the video. There wasn't anybody else. Yeah. And I just love it so much that the guy in the video died, but the video still was uploaded. <laughs> I, I imagine, because they just, like, say he died. I imagine he just hit his head, and he's fine. <laughs> well, I, I count him because I'm like, well, that's the death blow there, and we know he well, died. So. And they mentioned something about everyone else is dead. You don't know he's dead, but I understand where you're coming from. Yes. Well, that's great. Scout of the dead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll pick something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. Because the 2010s and technically this, uh, the 2000s, technically this is out of that decade because it's 2010, but I'm going to do those, that time period's remakes. Okay. So a number one version of that time period's remakes, the worst version, is this movie. Okay. Um, the best version, I really like that Texas Chainsaw remake. It is pretty good. Um, I'm gonna give A Nightmare on Elm Street. What did I give Predator? Uh, you gave it a rating that doesn't count, because you say one being the worst. You get like a point five or something. I'm gonna give this a point one. It's under Predator. Officially. <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate that. Officially, this movie, I will, even I will say, I would rather watch Predator than the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. So, point and one. Picked it. Oh, yeah, because it's horrible. Look how much fun we had covering it. Um, I went, because I'm not a rule breaker, and look, I, I'm not trying to be exaggerating here, because I did sit and think on the score for a second here. Like, I, I tried to think, like, I don't just want to throw out the bottom. Honestly, it is, though. And look, I'm some of the people in here are talented. They have some good ideas, but they didn't even compare to the amount of bad in here. This gets a one 2000s remake out of 10. There Yay! is no reason I would ever watch this again now that we've recorded an episode on it. I haven't watched it since I did that original time. I was a teenager. I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't want to watch this anymore. And I never bought it. And you know, I buy shitty movies. I would watch Veronica again before I watch <laughs> this again. And that's saying a lot, because Greg brings up Veronica a lot about how bad he hates it. I hate that movie. It's dog shit, but it's more palatable dog shit than this. 
the only way I will ever see another scene from this movie is if I walked away during AMC Fear Fest in October and I came back to the TV and it just happens to be that opening scene while I dive for the remote and like change it as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, and believe people, we're not usually like this if you are tuning in for the first time. Usually I still, like, I rarely ever drop the one rating review. It's extremely rare for me because I can usually find stuff that I like in things that I hate, man, but this definitely earns it. I did just get a message from Razor Rob. He said this movie's a 10. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad someone... I'm glad he likes it so much. So there's someone out there that likes it so much. (laughs) (laughs) But unless you have anything else to say on this movie, man. No, get this out of my fucking life. Well, we hope that, I mean, honestly, don't throb. I hope this movie didn't make you throb. Well, wasn't that a wild and wacky episode? If you enjoyed it, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, you can also support the show by going onto our Tee Public site and checking out any kinds of the merch that we have on there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that TikTok thing those kids are on, and YouTube. Just search Throbbing with Horror and look for our pumpkin. And remember to throb on. <laughs>